You're listening to WRUU LP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Bring It In, and I'm your host, Glenn Pierce. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bring It In Show for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Bring It In Show. I hope you guys had a action-packed sports weekend just like uh, me. How's it going, Jamie? We got Jamie here. I'm bringing Kells in real quick. Let me open the door to the studio. All right, man. Yes, it's happening, Greg. I'm good to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have Hello. you here. Um, What's up, Kells? What up, y'all? I see uh, you're still wearing your Steelers hat, Jamie. But, uh, hey, <laughs> that was a close game, as all Ravens-Steelers games are. 14-16, uh, to 16, and man, man, no Lamar out there, but the Ravens were able to do it. But, I mean, you haven't been... Very high, but with with the past couple weeks that have happened, is that showing you a little bit of uh, a little bit of hope for the future that things are starting to come together, Jamie? Uh, I think I think we're pretty aware of the fact that if uh, it wasn't Trubisky in there, this game is a different outcome. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't I can't disagree, right? Yeah, no, I can't disagree. I mean, the Ravens are still Triple holding The Ravens are still holding on to that first spot in the division, but they have not looked yeah. good for weeks. I mean, it maybe maybe they've only looked good for weeks, like 2 weeks out of the whole season that they've <laughs> actually looked good. Um, so but they squeaked out another one and stayed on top. Uh they got the tiebreaker at the moment between the Bengals, but there's still a bunch of division games to go, and uh, things things are really heating up right now. So yeah, yeah. So what's the what's the news on Lamar? Is he is he looking like he's gonna get back there in the regular season? Uh, what's his injury report? The last it was a PCL tear or not tear a pcl strain and he's supposed to get back uh not this weekend but the following week so we'll see i mean i think huntley he he's a good fill-in and with the ravens going up they got let me let me pull up their next couple games i mean i feel like they're 
all in the division. I almost feel like it's like the Browns, the Bengals, or the Browns, the Steelers again. Yeah, so. Oh, that's that's the Steelers. Next game. Browns, Falcons, Steelers, Bengals. That's how they, they got to finish this out. So, against the Browns, he's going to be gone. Do you bring him back for the Falcons game? Or do you give him a little extra rest? I say give him a little extra rest and uh, make sure he's good to go against the Steelers and Bengals for the final two. Yeah, you want him fresh as possible, coming back and not trying to fight through injury to get to get healthy. Yeah, but I mean, but, huh? Yeah, because they're gonna need him in the playoffs. I don't think I don't think they go far without him at quarterback. I mean, Huntley is a good fill-in. He's a good fill-in, but I mean, the experience of just being out on the field. I mean, he's yeah. he doesn't have the same experience as Lamar, so I think that's well, just yeah, because he's gonna be fighting two things, right? Just getting healthy, and then when you get to the playoffs, you want to be on you want to be on a run, like you got you want to you you want to be clicking. Yeah, you can't you know you want to be not not running the offense right and clicking right coming into the playoffs. Yeah, because they can go. They could go far. The defense is still pretty good. That that and those two last games against the Steelers, Bengals. If they're hot there and they go into the playoffs after winning those two games against those two opponents, then that's just gonna add fuel to the fire. But man, the, in local sports this week, we had so much going on too. Like we'll get back to uh, the NFL later but in local sports we had the savannah falcons played the carolina spartans uh another semi-pro team from carolina that was actually ranked in the nation uh last year i believe there were about 16 or 18 in the nation last year they came down to play the falcons in the davis tax and insurance holiday bowl game and the your savannah falcons came out with the win they got four touchdowns two huge stops on defense um and man they're looking good they're ready to play february 28th they'll be coming out and uh getting everything going we had the Clovers. We got to keep our eye on the Clovers because they should be announcing maybe some player meetups like Brian was telling us when he joined us. And also uh, their schedule's got to be coming out soon. So all right, we're itching to see what that schedule looks like and how often we'll be able to see them at Memorial Stadium. BC, two-time state champion. They went out to Atlanta. I believe it was Atlanta. They went out and they won the state championship again. Not that surprising. They have 
almost like a little NFL like stable over there. They're just churning out college player after college player. We had the 3A state champion. We're going to have to get to this. Sandy Creek. You hate to see a story like this because you think about the kids that will it affect them going on. But, I mean, they're broadcasting these games on TV and Sandy Creek got a touchdown with like a minute to go and all the video angles coming out have the quarterback about two yards short of the end zone still called a touchdown so they won a they won a controversial state championship um i heard cedar is it cedar creek or cedar grove who they played i gotta look it back up but I heard that they're in the process of appealing it, but even if they win their appeal, all that can be done is them being named co co champions. So it's yeah, that's it's a pretty bad call. Yeah, it, I, feel, I feel bad for what I feel bad for the ref right now because it's gonna fall back pretty hard socially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the kid didn't do anything. He's playing football, but um, the ref that signaled touchdown and them having it stand is, oh, that's tough. That's real tough. Yeah. It was early Saturday morning. I had the pleasure to uh, go down to Rinkin. They were having a huge all-star baseball tournament over there. Like the the not even just a regular like area all-star teams there are all-star teams picked from other all-star teams and got to go down there and see my nephew jake play play a baseball game it was awesome he made the final out of the game that we got to go and see it was uh it was real it was real cool getting out there they uh live out by Augusta, so we don't get to go see him that often. Him and his older sister, Samantha, she plays soccer, and she's just carving up the field when she's out there. Both awesome athletes. I can't, I mean, they're they're growing up. I'm sure we're going to get to see multiple games uh, that they play. I know Jake is, is getting ready to start playing basketball, too. But I just want to send a big shout out to both of them, and uh, it was it was awesome getting to see them and getting to see Jake on the field. I can't wait till we get out to one of Sam's soccer games. Just I mean, and that's what it's all about—just the youth coming up, and I mean, supporting them at what they're loving to do because we all know we loved to do it we would still love to do it if our bodies didn't hurt so much right believe me (laughs) yeah i gotta take two days off there decorating the house (laughs) (laughs) that's your that's your i i don't have today off but i have two days off uh coming up here (laughs) this week 
in a row, which is uh, sometimes not not very normal. But man, I got to I got to get into that game too. Get into the game, uh, decorate in the house. Is so are you you gonna? Ooh, I see Ravens Steelers highlights on the TV behind Jamie right now. Um, yep, there he is. This is the play where we lose picket for the game. Mm. I don't know why you guys gotta slam him down so hard. Just bring him down. I mean, was that a? Did we get a pass interference on, or uh, roughing the passer on that? Um, I don't. I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't think so either. But when I was watching that game last night, the Dolphins versus uh, Chargers, man, a, a Dolphins player took down Herbert, and he he braced himself. He tried not to fall on Herbert. Herbert was thrown when he, but they still gave him the rough in the passer. It's just that sometimes the whole the whole rule where. You can't let your weight fall on the quarterback. It's uh, it's tough to control that when you, when your goal is to sack the quarterback. Man, yeah, speaking it's of, too, it's all too big, too strong, and too fast. They can't control that. Yeah, I mean, coming through like that. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I didn't get to watch as much football yesterday as I like to because I had to uh, go into work. Like, first time football season this year that I've had to go into work. I should I'm, – I'm glad that I don't have to every Sunday. But so, – so you were mentioning sacks, and I just think of a huge sack that uh, Carol Pope had in – the Falcons game on Saturday as you got to go check it out on YouTube. He comes blindsides the quarterback quarterback and their quarterback was good. He had a lot of pocket awareness, but this particular play, he had no clue that the heat was on him. Uh, slammed him. Ball comes out. Uh, it's just, uh, I mean, two big fumbles. Like I said, the, uh, Spartans, I want to say it was the third quarter. Spartans chewed up 10 minutes of clock on one drive. Oh, no, we have a warning coming through. Do you guys hear that? It's coming through. Huh? Is that down? Is that one of you guys, or is that here at the station? Well, I mean, it's not, um, it's not me. No. I don't have anything of volume. <laughs> yeah, no, it's probably here at the station. We have uh, all kinds of setups for things like that. Um, yeah, chewed up ten minutes of clock time. Get into the red zone. Falcons force a fumble. Huge plays like that. So, I mean, again, four touchdowns. Daniel Jordan got two touchdowns. It was his birthday. Two touchdowns for his birthday. Jalen Clark McNatt, one of the new wide receivers, he blew past the secondary for one touchdown. He 
technically should have gotten a, a touchdown in the first quarter because he was he was tackled. But I mean, you can go through on Facebook and look at some of the uh, awesome pictures that my wife Stephanie took, and in that in that little series of pictures that you see. I mean, if if we're in the NFL, they would not have called him down because when he gets tackled, I mean, he goes to the three-point stance, puts his hand down to keep himself up, and his knee that the refs think touched the ground was on top of the tackling player's leg. So one of those bang-bang plays that in the NFL, they kind of let it keep going and then they'll look back at it to see, uh, was he down there? Or or they're just, those refs' eyes are maybe a little better. Not taking anything away from the refs of the game. I mean, refs on all levels, they do a lot of work and it's tough. And then Stephen Lawrence, he had a touchdown too. But we see... Mari Latson saying, hitting us up, watching. He was out there. It's always good to see him. But, yeah, everybody was asking about you, Jamie. They all miss you. Oh, yeah, I bet they do. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. We'll get that season going. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was up at the in the broadcast booth uh, by myself talking for the whole time. It was it was good, but I was running the camera as well. So when I'm running the camera, you can't really see the player numbers on the little camera while you're following them with the camera. So it's uh, it's nice to have a spotter up there to know who. To look on that screen like that. <laughs> I mean, you can you can see them just fine when you uh, if you're watching. <sighs> the game on your TV because you know you know how all our TVs can bring up anything you can send videos from your phone to your TV it's got all kinds of cool features in all these TVs now when we used to have those TVs that had three three channels and a uh, spin dial I know so far, so far ahead of picture in a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> picture in now picture. You get, now you just go get more TVs. Now, yeah, I mean, it's it's possible now. It's so possible. Sometimes you get a big enough TV and they throw in a small TV with it. Hmm. Like, just take this 25-inch TV. I know, man. It's so funny how disposable these things are. Somebody put an ad in, you know, uh, a chat I saw that just he upgraded to a bigger TV and had a like basically a brand new 32 inch TV that worked great. That he was just, you know, I don't need the same work. Step by 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 the house and you can have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nobody wants a 32 inch TV anymore. <laughs> it's like. I don't even want a free 32-inch TV. Like, nah, I'm I'm joking. Give us well, 
fill this whole studio with TVs behind me. Um, I still got some room in the man room for a TV or two. Yeah, you could put a, a third TV on there and just do the show from a TV. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I guess you you could stream off of a smart TV. I, I never thought about that. Yeah, you could do... Those things are so smart, you could do just about you, anything on them. Or you can mirror it with your iPad if you have Wi-Fi onto a smart TV. What I should do is set up the uh, the play from the Sandy Grove, or what is it, the, uh, whatever Sandy that high Creek. school game is. Sandy Creek. Um, set up that replay back there for everybody to see. Oh. <laughs> The the biggest problem with the Sandy Creek play is when I'm watching it, it looks like he's approximately two yards away from the end zone, maybe one and a half. And when my mind thinks about angles, I know like we had the Japanese, the Japanese goal that they explained the angles like even though the ball was appeared to be out a couple millimeters of the ball were still hanging over the end line which in soccer means the ball is still in play if the ball is hanging over the end line from the angle we were at away from it it makes it look like it wasn't hanging over, but they show the the camera angle from straight ahead or straight over at the aerial view, and you you see where it's hanging over still. But this one, the angle technically puts the player about because it's an angle from behind them. The angle alters your vision and makes you think that he's like half a yard closer to the end zone so if we're right over top of him i'm i'm thinking that he's definitely two yards away i mean the the players the play i feel bad i feel bad for all the players on the field because they're playing a football game they didn't make the call they didn't let up the touchdown the defensive players that went from that point of pure joy for making that goal line stop to looking over at the referee where they know they're like i mean we we formed a wall at the two yard line and nobody got through it to looking over at the ref and having him signal a touchdown to go from that high of like, we just were going to be state champs. We just stopped this. We got the ball. We just got to run the clock out to go to what just, what just happened. I mean, the, the one defensive player looks like he's just confused. Like he's like, I played football my entire life. When you stop somebody before they get to the end zone, you don't put your hands up like that. Don't put your hands up like that. 
Yeah, and then, and then you just add into the fact that you just said it. It's the state championship game. It's the I mean, state championship game. It, 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 it gets, it, it'll hit you. Trust me, if anybody watches the video, it'll hit you like, oh, my God, I can't believe that it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's, that's definitely a what the moment. That's definitely a what the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, be- I mean what, you like, what the heck? Yeah, what the heck? I mean, BC, their game was set up. Their game ended the same way, except they didn't call a touchdown for the other team on BC's goal line stands. But from what I saw, what I read, BC had a same, the same goal line stance at the end of the game and wound up winning because they stopped the guys at the goal line. That mean, unfortunately, Cedar Grove stopped the guys at the goal line as well, but it's not how the refs are saying it. Bet they wish they had that call back. Check. It was the game. What? Vegas lines. <laughs> so they're gonna be looking into the Vegas lines on these games. I mean, <laughs> man, they're in because the, there probably was one. I mean, they're they. I wouldn't doubt it. Top top football in Georgia. There's gonna be some money on it. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Man. I guarantee. <laughs> I want to ask everybody to stick with us while we take a short break for station identification. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. I'm Dave Lake. Join me for great progressive, straight ahead, and classic jazz on Jazz Brunch, noon to 2 p.m. on Mondays, 11 to 2 p.m. on Tuesdays, 1 to 2 p.m. on Wednesdays, and 11 to 1 p.m. on Thursdays. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Sentient Bean. Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup, delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. 
Thanks to all of you in the WRUU community for donating throughout the years to keep the station operating smoothly. And as you begin to prepare your end-of-year donations, we hope that you keep WRUU in mind with a financial contribution. With your help, we can continue to bring the programming that defines the Savannah community through the airwaves. WRUU is more than just a radio station. It is your voice in Savannah. So as you make your year-end donations, please include one for WRUU by going to WRUU.org and clicking on the Donate button. Thank you for your support. Welcome back to the Bring It In Show. I'm Glenn, joined with Kels. What's going on, Kels? Man, enjoying this nice Monday. Actually feels a little bit like when we're outside today. (laughs) Yeah. Feeling like football season down here. Yep. Like football season. What's football season feel like? It feels. It's always a false thing. It 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 does. I always think that it's cold. Oh yeah. I always think it feels cold. Southern California, they may not think the same thing. But that's why people struggle sometimes when they move around. Kind of like, I mean, some people have already said that the number one high school recruit two years ago, Travis Hunter, who went to uh, Jackson State with Deion Sanders, who's jumping into the transfer portal to go to Colorado with him. A lot of people are saying things are going to be different in Colorado. It gets cold in Colorado. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, They're trying to play play a game in Green Bay or New England when it's super cold up there. Yeah, I mean Green Bay can't even play football in Green Bay right now. Right. Was that mean? Is that mean? No, no. <laughs> I mean, the Broncos can't play in Colorado right now. Green Bay got a got a week off this week, but man, what do you guys think? I mean, Jamie, I know he likes them, but what's what is the deal with the Vikings? I almost feel like for the past three seasons, they put on this false image that they're one of the best teams in the league. They look like it. The record says it. But are they really one of the best teams? When it comes down to it, can Kirk Cousins deliver? Yesterday should have been a easy game for them I mean the way that they've played before are we fooled by a a weaker schedule in the beginning of the year could be man I I don't know what happens what what goes on I I can't can't figure out why the Vikings can't finish a season That, that most of the time with teams it's injuries but they typically aren't fighting the injuries. They just lose. I don't know what it is. 
Yeah, and and it's almost like what you're saying. What you said, you said the perfect thing is, I don't know why the Vikings can't finish a season because they look great. They still look great on paper to me, but they lose the game against the Lions, which I know the Lions have been battling teams all year long, but. I mean, truthfully, if you're one of the top five teams, you shouldn't be losing to the Lions, no matter how much they're battling. I mean, the Vikings should be able to score over 23 points. But then they, they're going back up against the Packers, which they're not doing great, but that's another division game. Do they drop that one this time? Aaron Rodgers, super mad. I mean, the Giants and Colts. I mean, when you look at it, man, they, they could possibly be in the second easiest division next to, obviously, what what's the, the, the division where Tampa's leading with a losing record? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Carolina went back to Sam Darnold. Yeah. As a Detroit, Chicago, and Packers, like you said, aren't very good. Yeah, I mean Detroit's in in second in that division. I mean they, but they haven't even played. They've played everybody in their division one once, so that's three of their wins. But I just, I don't know. I think they're doing it to us again. I just think they're doing it to us again. And I'm so glad that Jamie said, mentioned that they can't finish the season. Oh, they can't. <laughs> I mean, man, yeah, I just, I really, they're they're my biggest curiosity at the moment. The Jags beating the Titans doesn't doesn't it's not a head scratcher to me because yeah. for some reason the Jags always numbers. yeah the Jags always beat the Titans <laughs> like so I, normally I would look at it two teams like that and be like that shouldn't happen but that always happens so trap game yeah I mean I wasn't able to watch it but when I see the Broncos scoring 28 on the Chiefs I mean, is that a good game for the Broncos or a bad game for the Chiefs? A little bit of both, maybe? Russ yeah, goes out with a concussion, right? And that's the weirdest division to me. Oh, that division... That division is mind-boggling to me when I look back and think how I how what I felt about it at the beginning of the year. I mean we got Denver at the bottom. I really thought it was gonna be the Chargers. They came out last night, beat the Dolphins. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean the Dolphins are good on on all levels. Of the game. Tua, Tua got another concussion. Did that happen in the game? Oh, I mean, I wouldn't. 
Look it up for me. I'm checking it out. I, I thought he got possibly got hurt, but maybe not. It doesn't look like there was anybody else that came into the game, so. Yeah. Not. Yeah, I hadn't he heard anything. He had like a 50% Tyreek playing. Chargers finally played. I think they, they played like I thought they should play most of the year. Yeah, I felt like they played they how. Really been there. I felt like they played how people were telling me they were going to be playing this year. Y'all know who looks good? Who? The Eagles. I mean, that's yeah. That's not that's even a, a question. It's it. They. You, Tony. Tony asked me yesterday. He said, "Do you think Mahomes is going to win an MVP again?" And I was like, eh, "No." And he was like, "Well, who who's your favorite?" And I had to sit there and think about it for a second. And after I thought for like maybe a minute, I was just like, "Jalen Hurts." I mean, yeah. he's he looks good. On every aspect of that was talking to someone else earlier about the Eagles and just how good they look all over the place. Barn injury, it's almost like, well, is anything going to happen to him? Jamie's yelling at somebody. Right. I mean, and it's not, and I'm saying barring injury, but it's not even necessarily like it's barring injury of Jalen Hurts is what I'm thinking. Because when, when you peek at their, their stats, I mean, besides Miles Sanders being the absolute number one running back for him. I mean, they spread the ball around really well. Yeah, A.J. Brown is their definite number one with the amount of yards that he's got. But, I mean, Smith is right behind them. And it's just going to take two two good games where defenses are keying in on A.J. Brown a little more. And then Smith is probably going to be tied with with AJ Brown. I mean, we're all talking, we've all talked this whole year about, or I know I have about how amazing it's going to be because the dolphins are going to end up this. You guys were wondering how I was going to get back to till on this, weren't you? Um, How the dolphins were going to be this elite passing machine where we have two wide receivers that are over a thousand yards, which they have. I mean, Hill's got fourteen hundred, and Waddle's got a thousand. But we're we're just glossing over the fact that the same thing is about to happen in Philly. Have we ever? Has there been a season? Where we've had two 1,000 yard receivers on the same team? Yeah, I think it's happened several times. Several times? 
Have we had two teams doing it in the same year? I would say at least a couple times. Okay. Um, let's see. How am I searching this one? How are you going to search it? You go to Google first. That's where I like to do all my searches. Yeah, but I like to just push in one search and get my answer. Nah, all right. right. Oh, we got we got teams uh, with trios. The the last three that did it was yeah. two thousand eight: Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, and Steve Breston. Will either of these teams get a trio? That's the new question. That would be that would be pretty awesome. Who's probably got the best chance? Uh, how many yards does Gasecki have for the Dolphins? Because I feel like they hit him a decent amount. But usually I almost feel like his are usually short, like short yeah. touchdowns, like 10 yards at a time. Yeah, I don't think he's catching a lot of bombs. No, no. He's got 269 yards this year. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere close. <laughs> and on the Eagles. He's only gone 100. He's only gone above 50 yards in a game once. Okay. This year, this year. But Curious to see. The three the three teammate. The number three on so, the Eagles would be Dallas Goddard. He's got <laughs> just around five hundred and fifty yards. So he would need an explosive. Yeah, he got injured, too, a while back. Yeah. Which probably would have been, if he hadn't gotten injured, it probably would have been what pushed him right over. Yeah. But, I mean, back to the Eagles, man. Another thing, Miles Sanders has had a resurgence. Yeah, he had. The ball. Really good. I, I skipped on him in a lot of leagues because a couple years back, he messed me up pretty good. Okay. Well, he, he's he's been solid this year, but that that O line, man. I mean, that's where games are won, won and lost, right? A, On the line. Quarterback throw for one fifty plus. Quarterback run for one fifty plus in the same game. Yeah, all guts, no glory on the on the line. Yeah. Give it up to those guys fighting in the trenches. And the Eagles' D-line's good, too. 
Ne- I mean. We talked about it. They yeah. had a really good offseason. Their draft, even though they had limited picks, I don't, did a really I, good job. I have no clue what show it was on, but I know a couple weeks ago I mentioned that it may have even before been before I went out of town, I think, that the Eagles just had the best line overall in the uh, league, offense and defense. And it's showing. I mean, yeah. it gives Hurts the ability to do whatever he wants out there. Um, so I guess here, quite quick on, on the uh, there's the top five. I found a list of the top five receiving duos in, in, of history. All right, uh, let's get it. Let's get it. I hit the list real quick. All right, number number five is the um, the, the mark. Crew of the Dolphins, Stewart and Mark Clayton of Miami Dolphins back in the 80s and or maybe 90s. Okay. And Tory Holt. Did you say Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt? Number three, Marvin Harrison. And you're 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 breaking oh, up a lot I right know. now for me. Yeah, a little glitchy right now. Jerry. Do well, Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Yeah, Randy Moss and Chris Carter. They they were number one. Randy Moss, Chris Carter. I'm gonna take that as a yes. I'll take that as a yes. Yes. <laughs> so we're going in. T- <laughs> What's up? Uh, yeah. So I we're just, going in. That's my list. I'm done. That's I. Yeah, I, I like the ending of the list. I I caught maybe number four and maybe one other name in there, but I mean the way that it ended was perfect. Do you think? Hill and Waddle or Brown or um, Brown and Smith, do you think they have the potential of breaking into your top five? Not yet. No? Do Hill and Waddle probably if they play long. Hill and Waddle if they play long enough together, yes. Oh, okay. So for for this list, they gotta they gotta do what they're doing a couple seasons in a row for you to give them Absolutely. the legitimacy. Yeah, they have to because look at that list, man. I mean, I just the greatest show on the greatest show on turf, Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt. Man, they lit it up for years. Yeah, they Y'all cheated in the Super Austin. Bowl. Yeah, Randy Moss, awesome. I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. They did not cheat. They did not cheat. Um, yeah. Well, tomorrow. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think any of them can make the list. But yeah. But potentially, 
I mean, what what's uh does it say the best season that Moss and Carter had together? How many tutties or yards? It, it probably did, but I closed the I closed that picture and I didn't read it. Oh, all right. <laughs> picture lists brought to you by the Bring It In Show. Words, yeah. no. Pictures, I'm yes. I, I'm trying to throw in for the three 1,000 yard teammate receivers that the team this year that has the best option for it. I would think would be the Bengals. No. Right. Trying to figure out. Trying to figure out how much. How much yards? Because I think Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are both over a thousand. Oh, okay. Which means that the only well, Tyler Boyd, who I'm pretty big on, I don't know his yardage this year. Yeah. About to check that out. Well, you can check that out, and I want to remind everybody, even though unfortunately the U.S. has lost in the World Cup, we. Are going into the semifinals tomorrow. Four teams left. Two of them were here before. Argentina versus Croatia. Leo Messi trying to make some noise. Most likely his last World Cup. France versus Morocco. Can Mbappe stop the tear that Morocco has been on? I mean, Morocco comes through a year after year. Uh, game after game when it's in a important game for Morocco it always seems like it's going into PKs or penalty or or overtime and i mean i i want to just let everybody know like Morocco has won like their past uh 3 games i believe against teams that People or their past two games going up against Spain and then Portugal, two powerhouses in the soccer world, and Morocco's been able to take them both down. Last January, the U.S. beat Morocco three to nothing. I mean, so there's the potential that, I mean, people always count the U.S. out, but they could get on a tear and they have the the ability Jamie I think you and I talked about uh some of the guys that weren't there and some of the guys that we wish we would have seen on the field a little more Mm -hmm. and I said Gio Reno I wanted to see him on the field more because I saw the the potential in him uh the past couple seasons supposedly he almost got sent home from the world cup due to lack of of effort in training sessions and whatnot. So that's the main reason why we never saw him get a start because he was just kind of going through the motions there. And that that's sad and upsetting because he's got so much talent. Hopefully he can uh, dig in himself to, to pull some hard workout for the next World Cup because you got other guys on that team that leave it all out there. Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, Christian Pulisic, Pulisic. Uh, Sergio Dest. I mean, some of these guys, it's the 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 midfield that the U.S. has. They nickname it 
MMA because they're they're brutal and those are their initials. But after the US's World Cup exit, there there's a lot of money on Americans uh on on their jerseys now. Like like everybody is like like fifty million dollar like not signing fees, but like everybody's offer wants to buy the Americans that were on this World Cup team for their soccer teams. They want they want to purchase all their contracts for like fifty million, like huge, like the numbers that the best soccer players get for their contracts, and that's not even the contract that the player gets. That's just what they'll pay the club that owns the rights to their contract so i mean that's that's awesome like i mean des everybody everybody's probably gonna move on to a new club except the guys who are already at uh huge clubs and i think it makes uh it, it's a huge thing Pulisic hasn't been in the starting lineup for Chelsea, even though Chelsea is a huge team, one of the top teams. Then you got a guy like Tyler Adams who plays uh he's playing in England too. Um for for not a team that's competing for the championship, I don't believe, but he starts every game. And I think that's a big thing. I don't I don't necessarily know if all the Americans should be on Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, those teams. They'll get great training, but if they're not going to get as much field time as, like, Adams. I mean, you saw how fit Adams was. He was all over that field. He That's the reason he's our captain, because he does, he does work. So, big shout out. Watch the World Cup. Who do you guys got winning it all? I got, I got France. Kells? Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, Kells. I, I, I was big on Argentina. Um, but now I got to root against them. And I, I got a little reason why. The game they played against the Netherlands, I, I swear, I think they are one of the dirtiest teams in this whole thing. Oh, I mean, I hope Morocco wins. Yeah. Nah, I know what you mean, Jamie. I always I'm kind of rooting for Croatia, but I, I'm I'm good. I'm saying France is gonna win. I always uh, I always forget it until I see Argentina play on the world stage. Just how they carry themselves on the soccer pitch, and uh, man, yeah. So I I totally feel. I'm with you there. France has so much firepower. Be cool to see Mbappe uh, get another one. Um, And Morocco, it would just be an awesome story. Plus, the U.S. beat them in January. So maybe that will help inspire the U.S. and the the young youth coming up. So, Jamie, with four minutes left, did you find – did you find – Anything? Uh, yes, I did, sir. All right, let's hear it. 
Tyler Boyd has 655 yards. So he's going to need a pretty good last few games. Okay. Because I know, I know Jamar and T are already um, – I know they're already over 1,000. Yeah. What about yeah. the – what you say, Kels? Just because we're winding down to the NHL, I saw a crazy stat on the, on the TV over here about a guy that, you know, we tend to talk about a lot on the show about Justin Herbert. Yeah. And uh, I think it said he was the uh, the first quarterback or the fastest quarterback to 13,000 yards in his first three seasons. Okay. And he just beat the Dolphins uh, yesterday. So seems like he's gained some ground on trying to show us who he is. Yeah. The new age Marino. Yeah. That's what we said. I called him Blake Bortles, but that was mean. That was just mean. See, what's gonna what's gonna happen, Kells, is one year um, Glenn's gonna be stuck with him as his as his fantasy quarterback, and he's gonna fall in love with him. Oh, bro, I've got him in a league right now that I think I'm like ten to three in. <laughs> no, that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna get stuck with him as your QB and in a, in a league, and then you're gonna love him. No yeah. way. Yeah, man. I won't get stuck with them because people pick them too high. I'm saying, you know, fall to like six or seven, around six or seven, and you'd be like, you know what, why not? Let's try. Yeah. Why? When are you guys going to snatch up Tua in front of them? Hey, I, I had Tua in my $125 league, man. I'm not in the playoffs in that league. Mm-hmm. I didn't even draft Tua. I wavered him. Yeah. Because people people aren't drinking the juice. No. They will be after this year. Yeah, they they will. I mean, the... Waddle and Hill. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, World Cup. Tuesday and Wednesday. That's all you got to do. World Cup. And Jamie, jump in that ice bath. Ice yourself up after hanging your Christmas decorations. Uh, No, it gets tough. That's right. (laughs) The old man stretch. Thank you for listening. Remember, we're here every Monday, 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock noon. And always stay tuned to 107.5. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. The viewpoints expressed in the preceding program were not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff.